Dr. Randy here from Intentional Living, talking marriage on this Monday. And when you uh, when you call today, you're welcome to share your story on our storyline. We love hearing from you. You know, it's like going to the cupboard and finding it uh, filled with a lot of great things. And when you share a story, we love to hear it. And many times share some of your stories on the air. Tell us one thing that you've been doing, one thing you've been working on, one thing that's been making a difference in your marriage. We'd love to hear it at 888 as uh, we encourage some friends who've been joining us on the phone here uh, during this uh, half hour, who frankly, some of them have been successful and thriving, others are struggling. And so I think by the end of this 28 minutes, you're gonna find uh, some encouragement for your own life. Also, I wanna remind you that when you come to our website at theintentionallife.com, we have many helpful resources for you. You can find out how to join and be a part of the Intentional Living community. And during West Coast Business Hours, you're always welcome to call and talk to one of our own staff about joining in with the family, being a part of Intentional Living at 888 Or again, go to theintentionallife.com. The most intentional thing that I am doing for my marriage is just to stay and wait for God to work it out. I'm 80 years old. My husband's in a nursing home with Alzheimer's disease. Being intentional about our relationship is an interesting thing. I spend time with him, I read to him, and that's my intentional thing, and, and I'm being blessed. Two years ago, our marriage was at a one, and we were separated, and I was ready to get a divorce and my intention now is that even though I don't feel like we're on the same page and I don't feel like we've really accomplished a whole lot I'm going to pull even closer to God. Hi Randy my name is Richard from Phoenix and one of the things that I do intentionally every day when I wake up I kiss my wife and tell her I love her and before I go to bed I do the same thing. Hey, thanks for sharing your testimony with us. Your stories matter a great deal. You can share yours today, uh, either a story or a question, when you call 888-888-1717. And uh, we go to the phones. Tim is on the line with a question today. Tim, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Dr. Randy. It's such a pleasure to get to speak with you. Well, I appreciate your call. What's, what's going on? Well, you know, we've been talking a lot about marriage on the program, and it's really got me curious if you can give some thought to how you stay intentional on the other side of a divorce. Um, my wife and I, unfortunately, started a process a couple of years ago where she expressed her concern about our relationship, said she wasn't happy. It ultimately led to us separating. I tried to stay very intentional, very focused on, on trying to be a good husband throughout that process, but unfortunately, it ended exactly two years later. Uh, the judge mm. actually granted her divorce request uh, earlier this month. Oh. Mm. I, I still don't feel like it, it really should be over. I don't really see any real grounds for it. I love her very deeply. We have three beautiful kids. Uh, two of them are my stepchildren, but... I'm just wanting to try to talk a little bit about how you stay intentional on the, on the opposite side of a divorce. Well, Tim, you're, obviously, it's a, first of all, I'm sorry, and it's, it's a loss, and a big loss, and losses require grieving, and so to be able to go through the grief process, not to get stuck in denial, it's happened, she's divorced you for whatever reason, doesn't make sense to you, but she's done it. And uh, at this point, as you go through this grieving process, as you're going to walk with the Lord, you're going to be faithful, and you want to give God an opportunity, as I hear you, to restore this thing, even though the divorce has been finalized. 
I really feel that way. You know, I, I guess the challenge is how do you know at times what God's will is? Because I've been praying that if it's God's, God's will for us to have the chance to reconcile or to work this through, it obviously didn't happen during that time period, but I know God can do things on His schedule, not our own. Well, I, th- I think two things, Tim. One is, uh, when I read Scripture, God puts a high value on marriage. And we know divorces occur, and there are sometimes reasons for a divorce to occur. But unfortunately, many times, it's I just don't feel in love anymore, or I married the wrong person, or you know I'm not happy, and then people bail out of their marriage. And so people will make decisions that many times are not according to God's will, because we're human beings and we have free will and we, we can make choices. So it's very likely that it was God's will for your marriage to continue. But that doesn't mean it's going to, because your wife is still a free agent to make a decision to say, I don't want to be in this marriage, if that makes sense. How long were you married? Uh, eight years. And how long had she been single before she married you? Uh, actually, her first marriage had not worked out. She was in a, a very difficult first marriage, and she was single only a relatively short amount of time, mm-hmm. uh, just several months before we met, and we ended up uh, having just an amazing connection. And we were just very best of friends, and, it, and it's mm-hmm. still just sort of almost numbing to see how it's ended. And yeah. a lot of friends that haven't talked to us in a while are shocked. And you have um, you have children together, and do you still have a connection with them? I do. Um, I have joint custody with our son, and, and I still get a chance to see my stepkids uh, fairly regularly. We live pretty close to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, you're asking the why question, and the why question is often unanswerable in a period of time and sometimes in a lifetime. And so I'd be real, real practical with you, Tim, because you sound like you're a practical guy. You, you just got to love those kids. You got to be the dad they need. You got to speak into their life. You got to spend time with them. You never bring up mom in a negative way. Uh, you leave the door open for an opportunity to reconnect uh, with your ex-wife if that's uh, something that's going to occur, at least at this time, until you come to confidence in your own heart that it's time to move on and see what God has for you. But right now, my encouragement to you is to make your number one priority to build your life spiritually, to thrive as a man. Uh, as an individual, and then just be the dad that those kids need. That would be the recommendation I'd have for you right now. That sounds like really great advice. You know, the challenge is trying to understand what is God's will. And, and I've been very fortunate that I've, I've got a good Christian counselor I've been talking with and, and have a good connection with the church I belong to. I actually came and saw you speak here in Jackson, Michigan, uh, at your uh, your uh, marriage matter. Oh, yeah, at the uh, Nazarene yeah. Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the Nazarene. It was fantastic. I think I was the only person that went there by myself. <laughs> but um, uh, it was just fantastic. And I, I just thought, you know, oftentimes we talk about how to try to maintain a marriage or how to work through one that's having some difficulty. But how do you try to stay intentional with your unfortunate ex, ex-wife is it, or ex-husband as it might be, because there's still such a great relationship there, and she's always going to be my son's mother, and uh, I love her family, and, um, it, you know, there, there just seems to be a need to be thoughtful and intentional mm-hmm. and still very um, connected and, and, and godly about it. Well, I'd, I would be very talk. intentional, uh, Tim, around what around the new role. You've got a new definition. You're no longer her husband but you share the co-parenting responsibilities to your parents. 
And so I would be very intentional about being a cooperative parent with her, having a good relationship, and see what God does. Um, but I think as far as your life, you've got to trust him and move forward and not get stuck. Uh, sometimes people get stuck, and I would encourage you to do that. Let me pray with you, Tim. Uh, Lord, I do pray for Tim, this young man. He's conflicted and confused and hurting, obviously. I just pray that you'll minister to him, give him clarity for the direction of his life, as much understanding as, uh, as possible for him uh, to answer questions in his heart, that he may move on in his intimacy with you and clarity of his role as a dad. And uh, we'll thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tim. We'll be praying for you, my friend. Uh Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. God bless you for what you do. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, this is Randolph from Georgia. If you will draw a triangle, put God on the top of that triangle where he belongs, and then put you on one corner and your spouse on the other corner. And as you both strive to get closer to God, you will naturally draw closer to each other. Remember, God's to be on the throne, not her or him, but God. Hey, wow. Thank you for sharing your story with us. To hear what God is doing in your life, tell us what's happening in your life intentionally. Uh, When you call 888-888-1717. And uh, we're talking with Brian, who's on the line. Brian, welcome to the program. Hey, Randy. Thanks for taking my call. I know you're really, really busy. And well, I appreciate your I, I'd call. I'd like to thank you. I know hey, we're talking about uh, living with some consequences in your life, huh? Yeah, there's uh, consequences, and then there is hope, you know, mm-hmm. and the people that are out there... We all make mistakes, and we, uh, you know, we have to live with the consequences. Unfortunately, my consequence or the consequence that I caused was life-altering in the sense of the other person went and hung himself and oh. killed himself. And unfortunately, you know, he had brought me to to God, and you know, and I had betrayed him, and I betrayed his marriage, and you know, I guess you know it takes two, but. You know, we all have to live with these consequences, and, you know, you sit back and you go, you know, am I going to ever find the right person, you know, now that I've done this to someone else, and I have to live with this, and, Mm. you know, God had blessed me, and I found God, and, you know, I asked for forgiveness, and, you know, I still have guilt, but, you know, the Lord had had brought me a very nice young lady and we've got three children together and you know life is very 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 good and we just celebrated 13 years of marriage but you still live with that that guilt but there is hope out there you know wondering you know did i meet the right person you know am i going to meet the right person am i going to marry the right person and you know i can say to you know your callers you know that there is hope and you know you just have to stay focused with the lord you know we are human and we do make mistakes well listen to sharing sharing very personal uh, story brian and and i mean we know God is a God of forgiveness, but we also know there's consequences. Um, Things can get put back together, but there's consequences for decisions, and it's one of the things you're living with. How how are you finding hope? What is it you find hope in now? Really, the hope, you know, how I find it is that I know the, the Lord is working in my life, you know, every day. I mean, I truly could write a book with, um, you know, we just, we all have been given a gift. It's just... You know, who's got their eyes open? And every day of my life, I mean, I can truly die today 
and know that God has given me everything I've ever wanted. I have a beautiful wife, children, you know, but there is hope out there. You know, there's someone out there for someone. You just have to keep focused on the Lord, you know, and trust in Him. Absolutely. Well, Brian, I appreciate you sharing your story, and it's a reminder to others listening today. I think maybe you're offering some direction to people listening. Remember that decisions you're about to make have consequences, sometimes unintended, but they're consequences. And, of course, we can't be responsible necessarily for what other people decide as a result of our actions sometimes. But at the same time, we we still have the responsibility to behave and live in a way that's consistent with what the Scripture teaches. Right. And so, well, Brian, uh, I appreciate you sharing. I know it's been a very personal story, and I think it's, uh, I think it's a matter of realizing that every day, if you keep humble, and it sounds like you are, and living your life intentionally today, that uh, that's the best gift you can give to your spouse and to, uh, to the community is by living intentionally in Christ and Him every day. Very true. Great. Thanks. Here's some good advice for parents. Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. Don't make fairness your goal, but instead discover the uniqueness of each of your children. God has made your sons and daughters to be unique. Even within the birth order, we know first and seconds tend to be different, and second and thirds, and babies different than middle children. The Bible tells us that we are to train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it, Proverbs 22. Training is the goal of intentional parenting. Getting behind the eyes of your son and daughter, find out how they're wired, what their unique interests and gifts are, and then helping them explore those things in their life so they too can live an intentional life in Christ. When you help them do that, that is intentional parenting. Get the Intentional Living Minute in your email every day. Go to theintentionallife.com slash minute. Are you overwhelmed by the uncertainty of life? For many, uncertainty can lead to fear and unhealthy life habits. In Dr. Randy's teaching, Intentional Living When You're Sick and Tired, you'll learn about the Apostle Paul's work with a church that exhausted and overwhelmed him and his commitment to walk by faith. When you give right now, we'll send you this teaching and we'll toss in God Hears and Answers, a book by Dr. Randy on developing a vibrant prayer life that will grow your faith and confidence in God during times of uncertainty. We'll email you this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools each month. To receive the teaching and the book, call 888-888-1717 today or visit theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. Thank you, Kurt, and Intentional Living kind of, well, it's kind of a special place, uh, certainly for me and for thousands of others who have said, you know, we get it, life is so confusing, Uh, I can get lost in a thousand things that I need to do or a thousand things that I think need to be fixed in my life and get overwhelmed with discouragement or loss, and I come around to the fact that God created us as intentional beings and intentionally loving Him and then doing the next right one thing. We're here to encourage you to simplify, declutter, Stay focused to bring your head, heart, and hand into the game of life for God's glory and the benefit of those you love, including yourself. And uh, for those of you joining us uh, today to be a part of Intentional Living, as Kurt mentioned, we have the Intentional Living teaching this month when you're sick and tired, maybe you're feeling overwhelmed and discouraged, and the book God Hears and Answers Prayer. You can find out about that. All you have to do is go to theintentionallife.com. 
That's theintentionallife.com. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. Randy. All right. Thank you, Kurt. And welcome. We've got the doors wide open here at Intentional Living at our center. And uh, glad to be with you today talking about challenges in marriage. You know, the passion of our mission is to help you in your relationships, ultimately, and first, with your relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, to know Him personally, to know that He's here because He loves you, that He's provided an opportunity for eternal life, salvation, and that uh, the, the Bible teaches then that we are to be filled daily with the Holy Spirit and uh, the Spirit of God that moves us. And that's our message and our passion for your marriage today. We believe that makes a huge difference in your marriage. We'd love to hear your story as well when you go to 888-888-1717. You know, today, since we're talking about challenges to your marriage, we ask uh, a friend and a local pastor, Dr. Jeff Love, I love his name, Dr. Love, his thoughts about one thing that you can do if you're facing a serious difficulty in your marriage. Here's one thing you can put into practice right away. As a pastor, my first thing I would really encourage you to do is to find uh, a Christian counselor. I think uh, for something like this, going to a pastor in counseling, unless they're trained as a counselor, we, for the most part, as pastors, we're going to give you biblical counseling, which is good. We need that. But we all need uh, help in our marriages. Uh, my wife and I have been to Christian counseling before for our marriage. We've never gotten to the place where it was just an impasse or anything, but we knew that we needed help to get through it. Unfortunately, most couples wait to go to the counselor uh, when there's just so much damage. But first of all, you, you just got to say, we're going to live this out together. We're committed to this, and we're going to go get some help. So in that, walk that out, live that out together. Even if it means you have to go by yourselves to the counselor first to start working to the place where you're even ready to counsel with one another. But get a good Christian counselor. And I can't emphasize enough the idea that they're uh, solid, biblically-based Christian counselors because uh, the world will often tell you things that go against Scripture. And if you know someone like this, don't feel like you have to solve their problems. You can do a couple things. You can be there as a friend to encourage them. Don't let that turn into gossip. Pray for them. Uh, and if they need help finding a counselor, you can do that for them and follow up with support and everything. But don't try to be the counselor. Don't do that. Don't try to fix their marriage. Let somebody who's trained, godly people who are trained to do that really help them. For Intentional Living, I'm Pastor Jeff Love. Thank you, Pastor. Pastor Love, uh, good advice. You know, uh, uh, so often when we get caught in a challenge in our marriage or in anything in life, it's easy to try to fix it ourselves. You know, I can do that sometimes around the house, try to fix it myself, and you get in deeper deeper weeds than bringing in somebody that can help. And finding a counselor to help you give a perspective can be a very healthy thing to do today. You know, we're talking about marriage and the challenges that we face in marriage, and we all do face challenges. I don't think any any of us can live an entire married life without some challenges so let's get back uh, to the calls here. Let's uh, go to Cindy, who's on the line waiting for us today. Appreciate that, Cindy. Hey, Cindy, I'd ask, how are you How are you doing today? 
I'm terrific. How about yourself? Good, good. I Thanks understand for talking with me today. Well, I'm glad you called. I understand you have a story of uh, being intentional in your life. <laughs> I am trying to be intentional. Um, I'm trying to be intentionally nag-free. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping, uh, hoping you can give me some helpful tips. So n- nagging that. comes easily to you? No, it doesn't. Not typically. I have to be pushed. Um, what is the button that pushes you to, to nag? Constant complaining and um, probably, if, if I could, over oversharing. How about that? Overly oh, yeah. sharing um, negative attitudes and complaints and uh, seeing, seeing things um, with the glass half empty. Give me an example of a recent nag episode here. Well, I, th- I think probably uh, the best way to describe it is I have um, a husband who is very well versed in current events, loves to, loves to keep up with current events and news, and um, also uh, delights in telling me about it just about constantly. Mm. And, you know, when especially the things that are negative in the world and the things that are negative in our community. So after... Um, you know, a, long, a ride to work. We we do we work in the same building, so we ride to work together and we go to lunch together. And it's like we're just we're around each other a lot. Not to say that we don't enjoy each other's company. However, after uh, every day, every day the same thing over and over and over. Sometimes I'm I'm just at a loss about saying to him, I don't want to hear this anymore. <laughs> and I don't want to say, please be quiet and please don't do this and just imploring him not to do this. I would rather do something uh, more positive because I feel like I'm more more of a positive person. So I would rather be, um, I don't want to shut him out and I don't want to shut him down, but I'd like to redirect it. Yeah. And try to refocus. Well, so. the, the 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 reality, Cindy, is he's probably not going to change all that much. He is who he is, and he that's part of his way of interacting. I think it's important to be able to talk about it with him, and hopefully, he can modify some of that behavior. But let me give you something really practical. Great. Uh, my wife and I, we work in the same building. She, you know, she's here at the ministry and and uh, uh, helps out. Uh, you know, on a, on a daily basis or throughout the week. But uh, we 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 have lunch together and. We can drive together, and we spend evenings together, and we're, we're married, and we're together all the time. And it can easily fall into that trap if you get into just talking about things that you talk about, and you and you lose that sense of intimacy. And so, my wife Donna has her own outlet. She has things that she enjoys. She loves to paint. Uh, she'll come to work on her own schedule, and she drives her own car, and she'll she takes time to do things for herself. And because I can tell you right now, if Donna and I were together all the time, all the time. Uh, I probably get on her nerves. In fact, she may be down here admitting that I do now. I don't know. And so I think part of it is being honest with each other, but also making sure that you're spending time to develop your life and you have a life that you can feel that you're developing that's uh, going to be healthy for both of you. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And um, that's a very interesting point because we, we have come to an agreement that Tuesdays and Thursdays, we don't ride together, yeah, and we don't go to lunch together. Um, so it it it's I think it's terrific for me. I yeah. can tell you I can tell you that he was not very happy with me 
when I when I finally said, I really think this would be best for me. Yeah, because he's probably thinking, what am I doing wrong, and why don't you want to be with me? I, under- I understand that. But it there hurt are, his feelings. Cindy, if your husband's listening, I'd say to him, there are times I have called my wife, Donna, and she's involved in something. She's out, maybe, I don't know, she's uh, getting stuff for her painting or shopping or spending time with someone, I'll call and say, hey, you want to have lunch? And she say, not today. You know, I've got plans. I'm doing things. It's okay. And I can take it personal and say, why don't you want to spend time with me? I'm a wonderful guy. But, uh, she, you know, she wants to have time for herself, and she enjoys those free moments, and, and she likes to read and do the things that she likes to do. So it's a matter of me growing up and realizing I can't take that personal. Uh, she has to have time for herself. I have time for myself. And then when we are together, it gives us an opportunity to really be uh, together and really enjoy that and not have to, quote, be together all the time. I remember the old adage, um, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, absolutely. And I really I really believe that. I think it gives you yeah. an opportunity to miss each other. And, to, and then when you come back together, you say, I have so much to tell you. There you go. <laughs> Well, so enjoy it, and enjoy I your Tuesdays will. and Thursdays, okay? <laughs> I certainly will, and thanks so much for talking with me. All right. And I would say to those of us who like to watch too much of the negative news, shut it off! And fill your minds with something a little more encouraging. That'll be helpful for you. You and I can decide how we're going to live on the inside. But we don't always have that kind of control on the outside. And Paul's saying, look, look at all I've been through. I didn't want to go through all these things, but I went through them. You and I are going to go through a lot of junk in life. We have right here in this family cancer. We have divorce. We have health challenges. We have financial challenges. Just because we're a follower of Jesus Christ and we have hope in Him doesn't mean we're immune from this stuff. And that's a reality. And Paul reminds us that our outward man is perishing, but inward, we're being renewed. The lesson this month for you all, Intentional Living Community, is coming right from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 5, on the fact that uh, while this body that we live in will decay, this tent, as they call it, uh, God is building a home. I like that. Building a house. It's more permanent. It's absolutely permanent. In fact, Jesus says in John 14, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go, I will come again and receive you onto myself. That's the great news. This lesson this month for our intentional living family, our intentional living community across the country is really one of the most important and uh, I think one of the most powerful lessons we've done in a long time because it focuses on the reality of those existential moments in life where we have to stop and think about matters of life and death and about what's our future and why are we here and what are we doing. And it's a very encouraging lesson. I hope when you receive it, members, that you'll listen to it, maybe share it with your family, talk about it, share it with your pastor, share it with some family and friends that maybe could be encouraged by it. And I extend again to those of you who are coming to be a part of Intentional Living and joining us in this journey today, we'll make sure you receive the teaching this month that we've titled Intentional Living uh, When You're Feeling Sick and Tired. And boy, many of us do. Plus, uh, we have a special book offer this month for those of you with a special gift to the ministry called God Hears and Answers Prayer, a book that we put together for you. And uh, you can find out more about that when you go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com, or call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717. And I want to say again, thank you for your support. Thank you for standing with us. 
And thanks to those of you who participated in today's program, sharing your stories. Those of you who called our comment line, we appreciate it as well. I'm Dr. Randy Gotta Run. We'll see you next time right here at Intentional Living.